trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material like every other episode we've ever done welcome back listener thanks for pressing play today in today's episode of nerd nostalgia you're going to find Irvin talking about d23 the disney expo that recently went on which is basically like its own convention right and because the house of mouse is so big they can talk nothing but disney and still get away with it if you are new around here, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star. Go over to Spotify, drop that five-star. Tell your friends, family, coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. We really do enjoy bringing this content out to you guys. All right, y'all know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vore. Oh, and fuck you, Brian, with an I. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, listener. Thanks so much for pressing play today. Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about D23. As I mentioned in the intro, there's so much to cover. House of Mouse, as I mentioned, can have their own freaking convention and still have a surplus of announcements. Like, it was ridiculous. There were so many good things, so many takeaways from this. There's no way. Like, I could individually talk about each of these topics for probably 30 minutes alone and get into the nitty-gritty go down some rabbit holes with all of this stuff but as you know i like to be mindful of your time i like to make this short and sweet you know i'm not here to take up your time i'm just here to deliver some news and specifically talk about this d23 stuff so starting off the rip one of the first things that i saw come across the wire the interwebs the internets your friendly neighborhood nerd, he spotted that they are expanding the Disneyland Avengers Campus. They're going with a multiverse theme, and so they should be making those renovations here pretty soon. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing there. I have yet to go to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World, and I got to go see Star Wars Land, so I can only imagine how cool Marvel Campus is. But whenever I did go to uh, what is it called? Galaxy's Edge out in Disney World. I was blown away and mesmerized and I was in awe. I was a 33-year-old man going there for the first time and uh, I felt like I was a little kid. So it was super awesome. I can only imagine what it's like for actual little kids, you know, uh, that still have their innocence and that magic in them. But super cool, super excited for that announcement. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. On a Star Wars note, they had so many things. They debuted a trailer of the Star Wars Jedi shorts that have kind of a little origin story of our girl Ahsoka Tano, which kind of makes sense because if you didn't watch the Clone Wars, because it's a lot, it's a lot to go through, it's a lot of seasons, then they need to give you a quick kind of origin story to her. So I think that's what they're going to do with some of these shorts, especially because the live action show is going to be coming out here pretty soon, which they also showcased a little bit of Rosario Dawson as our girl Ahsoka Tano. And to kind of keep this on track, we're going to try to split this stuff up between Star Wars, Disney, and then Marvel, right? Those are going to be the three main topics. So continuing on with this Star Wars kick here, we're going to talk about The Bad Batch. It's set to debut on January 4th, 2023. That's actually a very special day for me. I'll be celebrating someone's birthday uh, that day. We should be out abroad somewhere on a beach sipping some mojitos. So maybe we'll be able to catch the Bad Batch show while we're out there. 
Now, while we've been talking about the animated shows, and they had a few other things that they that they talked, and I don't want to go over every single thing because I want you to go and research some of this stuff because half the fun for me is actually looking this stuff up, seeing it on the internet, seeing it on the wires, reading the articles, so I don't want to steal your thunder either. But switching gears here, but sticking with our Star Wars theme, they actually showed Jude Law, a first look of Jude Law in the Skeleton Crew. That's a live action show that's going to be happening. And you got to give it to Mr. Jude Law. He has been all over the place as far as Disney is concerned, because not only is he going to be taking up this role in the Skeleton Crew, he was also in Captain Marvel. So good for him kind of uh, broadening his horizons there, making that money because the House of Mouse definitely has that stuff in the plenty. So yeah, they gave us a sill of the skeleton crew switching over to another live action. They gave us a first glimpse of Natasha Lou Bordizo, Bordizo. Non sai come si dice questa cosa, Bordizo. Uh, I want to say that's how you pronounce it in Italian at least. So as Sabine Wren. So we have been anticipating a live-action Sabine Wren, probably one of the coolest characters to come out of the Clone Wars series that Disney had there running for several, several seasons. So she, if you don't know who Sabine Wren is, a little backstory for you without really spoiling much. She is a Mandalorian that at one point did wield the Darksaber, so it'll be interesting to see if she gives our boy Mando... Din Djarin, a.k.a. Baby Yoda's daddy, a.k.a. Grogu's papa, we will end up seeing if she gives him the green light, the thumbs up to be the new leader of the Mandalorians. And it's really interesting, uh, speaking of the Mandalorian, switching gears right into that, we did get a little taste, a teaser of the next season, and we see some folks in there, we see... Some familiar faces there, you know, you, you have Giancarlo Esposito, Carl Weathers, Bo-Katan. So you have the Death Watch that's going to be debuting there, and they look pretty bad A, if I do say so myself. But from that, from this teaser trailer, this trailer, you get a sense that the Mandalorians, born Mandalorians, resent what Mando is, what Din Djarin is, which is a Mandalorian, but by creed, right? And so they called it a cult, and there's going to be some some Civil War stuff kind of going on there. So it'll be interesting to see that because that's an aspect of Star Wars lore that hasn't been explored. They've talked about it, they've interacted and mingled a bit, but they've never fully dived and delved deep into it. So I think that's the storyline they're going to go with. But by all accounts, if you have the dark saber, then you are the leader of Mandalore. That is, especially if you take it right by force, that means you are the ruler. So is uh, Bo-Katan going to, you know, say, yeah, that's the case? Is our girl Sabine Wren going to come in and give him the green light and say, yeah, no, he's good player. Like you're out of line here. Is the armor going to stop being a B? and say that he's no longer a Mandalorian. Like, get out of here. He has the dark saber. He's just waving in front of her and be like, no, bitch, you're not the fucking Mandalorian anymore. Get out of here. So, anyways, I digress. Uh, switching gears back to what we were talking about, back to D23 and those Disney announcements. Let's talk about Disney, right? So, there are a lot of announcements outside of Marvel and Star Wars, which are their, you know, arguably their two biggest IPs. 
but they did do some other stuff. So they have the Muppets Mayhem. It's coming to Disney Plus 2023. It's an all new comedy series that's going to follow uh, the this band on like an epic filled journey. Like, I don't know, a bunch of stuff. They, they went into it. Go look that up if Muppets is your thing. High School Musical, the musical series, is getting uh, season three of the High School Musical, the musical. So that'll be on Disney Plus as well. Uh, not really my cup of tea. One thing that kind of caught me by surprise was American Born Chinese, a show. So the cast and creative team of the American Born Chinese, including Michelle Yeoh, Ben Wang, uh, please, I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize, Ki Huy Kwan, and Daniel Wu unveiled a first look at the Disney Plus original series debuting in 2023. So it's based on the genre-hopping graphic novel by Jean Lun Yang. I hope I'm not butchering this, y'all. Uh, but it's going to tell the story about a protagonist called Jin Wang, just your average teenager juggling high school social life and home life, and of course, you know, at the same time, traditional stuff, right? Two different cultures, American culture, Chinese culture. Um, on top of that, Chinese mythical gods, that's right. So really interested me. And since we're talking about these Chinese mythical gods, why don't we talk about some other types of gods? Percy Jackson and the Olympians, yes. Uh, they showed us the main characters. They gave us a teaser there in the background. So we know our boy Percy Jackson is going to be having his own show here. Uh, it's starring the main kid from... The Adam Project, which if you haven't seen his monologues of him pretending to be uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, please go check it out. Uh, really, really funny. Highly recommend. Very funny. A couple other things that are going to be on there are The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. I have no idea what that's uh, about. Growing Up, another one, no clue. Uh, go ahead and type it in the Google. One thing I did see that I was excited for. There's a bunch of other stuff that I'm not even going to get into. The Santa Clauses. I grew up on the Santa Claus, so that'll be exciting. But then Mufasa, a prequel to The Lion King. So I'm excited for that. So I'm hoping it's like a, it's like an origin story for Mufasa. You know, that's territory that's never been dived into either. From there, we have National Treasure, Edge of History. Some more nostalgia for you, baby. It's kind of a shame that I don't see our guy Nick Cage attached to this. Uh, I actually really did enjoy him with that. So maybe it's going to be his kids or uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what they're going to do. Switching over to Marvel, let's talk about Marvel. They have so many things. We're halfway through this uh, episode here, y'all, so bear with me. Starting off with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So very popular cartoon, or not cartoon, comic that they're transforming into a cartoon here. It's set to debut on February 10th, so right around the quarter, Q1 of 2023. Uh, again, based on that hit comic book that I mentioned, it's going to follow super genius Lunella, Lunella Lafayette uh, and her 10-ton Tyrannosaurus Rex devil dinosaur. So while all these properties, all these IPs, you know, are Star Wars and Muppets and all these things, Obviously, their biggest cash cow is going to be Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Talked about Devil Dinosaur, and I feel like that's a perfect teaser to transition into some of these live-action shows that are coming, because good grief almighty, there are so many things that they're doing. So, starting off with probably one of the things that I'm excited for, Loki Season 2, a lot of the main characters coming back, excited to see 
all of them to see our boy Tom Hiddleston reprises infamous role as Loki, as the god of mischief. I'm wondering if we're going to see him in some of the movies going forward, you know? Uh, I, I'm very, very curious about this next season. Another kind of surprise, well, not really a surprise, because we, we've already known about it, because he's been in one of the movies, but Daredevil getting his own show. However, we did find out some news from Charlie Cox himself Daredevil Born Again is going to be a season one versus a season four continuation from the Netflix show. Don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you, just because the Netflix shows were absolutely epic. Uh, one of the positives, though, is that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be reprising his role as the Kingpin. So I'm excited to see the combination back in the limelight there. So we already know that Echo has ties with uh, Kingpin there. So she's getting her own show. So excited to see her. Uh, fun little fact, I don't know if you know this listener, but Echo, the actress that played Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez, is played by none other than Alaqua Cox, a Native American actress who actually is, in fact, deaf. So... It's a cool little fact because now you have pure representation, right? You have a deaf actress playing a deaf character. So it brings that realism to the character that no one outside of someone born with that would understand, right? So I think uh, the representation is definitely through the roof and they're covering their bases at the moment. So Disney Plus, thumbs up, or Disney, thumbs up. Speaking of representation, let's switch over to... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I don't know how they're going to angle this. I'm so curious. There's so many rumors out there, you know. Uh, is Shuri going to take the mantle like she did in the comics? Are they going to give it to M'Baku because he's such a popular character amongst the fans? Uh, could it be that it's um, T'Challa's lady friend that gets it? Could Okoye get the, you know, Black Panther mantle? So it's going to be really interesting to see how they play this out. Uh, my money is going to be on Shuri getting the mantle uh, until they figure out who else is going to take it, uh, what other male Black Panther is going to come into the uh, into the light there. One, one theory that I saw out there was going to be that Killmonger comes back to life or maybe they use a different uh, character or a different multiverse version of him. I think that's a bit far-fetched, to be honest. Again, the safe money is going to be with Shuri taking the mantle. It's just, it makes the most sense. I digress. Continuing on, speaking of representation, we have our genius Ironheart taking up the Iron Man mantle. Ironheart is going to create that. She should be in the Black Panther movie as well, so you'll get an intro and taste into her, and then we'll get Ironheart as well. Uh, I wonder if she's going to play a part in the Armor Wars show that is going to come out as well. However, prior to that, Secret Invasion. Oh my God. Probably my favorite trailer of all of the trailers was Secret Invasion. It was basically what I hoped that Black Widow would have been, but they never gave it to us. This looks absolutely epic. From Secret Invasion, it's going to lead directly into the events of Armor Wars. So very, very excited for that. Uh, comic book collectors and flippers and sellers, whatever the case may be, look for those Secret Invasion books. They're out there. I found several over time. 
It's now's the time. Now's the time. Another one, another thing that caught my attention, uh, it's not really my cup of tea. And it's interesting to see Disney go in this direction, but Werewolf by Night. The trailer looked very interesting, and it looks like it's very well done, but it's, number one, it's not for me. It's not what I collect. It's not what I like. But it really does intrigue me, so I'm curious to see how this is going to mesh for the Disney fans, for the Marvel fans. Uh, We did see the Man-Thing pop up from that, so a lot of big things coming from that show. But back to the MCU proper Right, because I, I, I really don't know if that's just going to be a, a one-off, a multiverse type of thing. And kind of on the topic of the multiverse, uh, let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania. So we know Kang is going to be showing up there. Uh, Rudd is being quoted as saying, this thing is bananas. So I imagine this is going to be a Captain America level movie where it's like, man, this could be like an Infinity War, but it's going to be its own little movie. And so... Very excited for this movie, just because I want to see which version of Kang we're going to get. Are we going to see Immortus? Are we going to see Kang the Destroyer? Like, or Kang the Conqueror, rather. Like, who are we going to get? Are we going to get Iron Lad? Like, I'm just so curious to see which version we're going to get. While that was probably one of my more favorite announcements, Captain America, New World Order, excited for that. My boy, David Mackey reprising his role as Captain America, a.k.a. the Falcon, a.k.a. Sam Wilson, you know, all in one character. But I'm also excited for another reason, because there's going to be more Latin representation. Joaquin Torres is going to be the new Falcon, right? You saw they did that in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. They did a little bit of, oh, hey, yeah, have those wings, and he's going to fix them and make them a little bit better and make them his own. Uh, and then he's going to become a superhero, too. That's what we need, baby. We need that Latin uh, representation, you know, between Joaquin Forrest, America Chavez, uh, Miles Morales. Who else? Oh, uh, Namor, Namor. He's going to be a, a Latino as well-ish. But I digress. Speaking of a diverse team, the Thunderbolts. So Feige announced that the team is it's there. It, they showed you who it's going to be. So we have Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, obviously leading the team. We have the Red Guardian. We have Ghost. We have Taskmaster. We have U.S. Agent. We have Yelena Belova. And then the wild card did not see this one being as part of that team was the Winter Soldier. So that's who they have as a lineup. Who they're going to be chasing. Is it going to be the Hulk? Probably not. We saw him go off-world in She-Hulk. So I'm thinking it's going to be Red Hulk and... With the passing of the actor, I'm curious how they're going to pursue that, if they're going to recast it. Obviously, they have to. So, yeah. Uh, They also announced the Marvels with Brie Larson, Iman Galani, and uh, Tayona Paris. So, that was pretty much the close of D23. We only got a very teaser teaser of the Fantastic Four, which is what people were hoping for, of X-Men, which people were hoping for, but it was Fantastic Four specifically. Uh, Feige did announce that Matt Shockman is going to be uh, directing the Fantastic Four film. He played a big hand in WandaVision, so because of its success, I guess they're going to roll it over into that. So It's been messed up twice. I'm just hopeful that the MCU is not going to do it dirty. So we shall see. All right, guys and gals, thank you so much for joining me today. 
I'll catch you on the next episode. Before we log off, head over to Apple Podcasts, head over to Spotify, drop the five-star, send this to your friends, send this to your family, send this to your coworkers, help us grow this audience. I'm curious, hit us up in the DMs, talk to me about D23, what did I miss? What are you most excited for? Let me know, and of course, y'all remember, stay nerdy, my friends.